When you're in the South, miss Oh, you. we're here. Thinking about moving to Santa Monica, California, or just want to know what it's like there to visit or go on vacation or whatever, you are in luck. We have Isabella, and we were just talking about how I was going to butcher saying her last name. So I'm going to say it. Isabella Lucia, realtor in Santa Monica, California. Say hello real quick and uh, tell us how to say your last name. Hi, Derek. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Isabella Lutier, but I'm like Madonna. I just go by Isabella. It's much easier. You can spell it, you can pronounce it, you can remember it. So that's what all that counts. There you go. Just remember Isabella in Santa Monica, California. And this is Wanna Move There, the show dedicated to all humans, uh, giving them the information they need to decide whether or not they want to move somewhere else other than where they are living now. I am your host, Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years. Grew up on the hill, as we call it, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Graduated from Mechanicsburg High School in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Go Wildcats and went up to Penn College of Technology in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. So I am all about Pennsylvania, born and raised. If you need to buy or sell a home here, please reach out to me. I've been doing it for 15 years after a few sales jobs. Uh, so 15 glorious years selling real estate. Call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory fairly badly here in central Pennsylvania. And we'll talk to Isabella about what it's like in Santa Monica uh, and the surrounding area there in a minute. Uh, whether you are watching live or on a replay, uh, reminder to ask a question in the comments. If we don't see it, while we're going here, we will come back later and address the comments. And if you know one of us, just say hi and please say where you are watching from. And a reminder that all the replays will be available on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and on iTunes and Spotify and all the podcast audio players. So wherever you like to get your content, it will be there waiting for you after the live broadcast as well. And now I will bring up Isabella's uh, bio information. But while I find that and bring it up, Isabella, first say hi to everybody again and tell us what the last movie you watched was. Well, hey, everybody. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me and for watching. Um, if you ever come to California, please come see me. I'm happy to take you on a great hike or go to see a good movie. The last movie I went in to see was actually a James Bond movie with Daniel Craig, No Time to Die. And it was amazing. Amazing for all the ladies viewers. He is... Mm, 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 mm. And for all the male viewers, he is just such a stud and, you know, he hasn't lost it yet. Amazing. And you saw it in the theater, right? I did. Yes. Yes. Is it uh, normal, not like 3D or IMAX or anything? Yes, I did see it in 3D. Yes. Oh, really? In 3D? Yeah. Have you, yep. is that, have you seen 3D movies before? Yes. One time before. Okay. What was that movie? It was many, many years ago. It was when just the 3D came out. Uh, what movie was that again? I actually forgot. I actually fell asleep to it. So it was a boring movie. So not even... It must not have been very good. I feel like no. Avatar was in 3D maybe, and that was a while ago. But um, I usually go see, I treat myself to go to the theater to watch Star Wars. I go like in the middle of the day by myself at like noon to IMAX 3D and get candy and all that and make an experience of it. Um, Yes. I didn't understand why. First time I went into one, all the people coming out had this blank kind of <laughs> stare on their face. And I'm thinking, was it a bad movie? What's up? Why is, what is, this is just weird. And then I came out the same way. Cause you kind of get into that crazy world and it's, it's a lot. It's, it's crazy. The 3d, um, yes. it's an awesome way to watch a movie. So that's cool. Um, yes. And I have your bio up now. And if people couldn't tell uh, by your accent, obviously you have an accent, but if they couldn't tell what it is, you grew up in Denmark. Uh, you went to high school in Denmark and uh, you went to college, Copenhagen in Denmark. So where most of us aren't going to have much idea of what you're going to tell us, but where in Denmark uh, did you grow up? So Denmark, first of all, a lot of people don't know where Denmark is. Denmark is on top of Germany. So I actually grew up in a countryside, um, a northern part where both the oceans are colliding by Lücken. And my mom divorced my father uh, early on. So I actually, we moved down to the German border. So I grew up kind of in the north and in the south. When I was attending college, I moved to Copenhagen and I lived there for eight years before I moved to uh, United States. So I've been kind of all over uh, Denmark. How big of a country is it? 
probably about 5.5 million of us and i am here geographically like how like comparative to a state any idea uh, how big of square footage is hard to say but we have about 1.5 million in the capital of copenhagen and the rest is all divided out on the countryside and on all the islands. We have about 128 islands in Denmark. And some islands just inhabit maybe one or two people and people have a little boat to come in and to, uh, to do shopping and groceries. And uh, one of my favorite tiny little islands is actually called Ero, where you have a population of about 100 people. It's very beautiful, surrounded by nature, and it goes a ferry once a day to go to the inland. So if you want some real estate on that island, you might be waiting a while. Might be waiting a while, yes, yes. You gotta wait till, and I'm, I'm guessing stuff like that might be even handed down generations and you gotta sit around. What'd you say, a hundred people? Yes. And they actually live full time and there's amenities on the island? They live full time. Yes. It's an older generation. So we have a little harder time to have the newer generation moving out to the islands. Everybody is kind of flocking into the cities. But uh, yeah, we still have people, you know, surrounded by nature that want to live there. Absolutely. Nice. Sounds awesome to me. Um, and you went to college in Copenhagen for international marketing and management. Your favorite color uh, colors are blue and green. Again, blue, 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 blue. Everybody's picking blue, uh, but you did switch it up a little bit with the green. So I'm guessing if gun to the head, you had to pick one, it would be blue, but you also like green. I love green. I do. It's nature. It's fresh. It's color of money. Um, it's the color of uh, new things. I uh, I just love it. I think it's just such a positive color. Both the light green, the dark green, the forest, the jungle. Yeah, it just feels alive or lush. I'm the same. I kind of like red's my official color. Actually, I've always liked it, but now I kind of like I like a sky blue next to uh, a nice hardy green. Not like forest green because that's a little too dark but yeah i'm with you on those and then your favorite foods are pizza and french fries which i'm sure a ton of people can relate to i specifically can definitely relate to i could eat pizza maybe every meal of the day uh you do have pets what are the pets i have uh, kitties i'm a cat lady <laughs> <laughs> how many how many? I'm not going to tell you some people that are watching might know how many but i always say i have two so I don't get, you know, put into a little box, but I might have more. <laughs> I wonder if you Googled cat lady, would it say like a, a minimum number of cats? Do you have to, you have to have four or more cats to be a cat lady, five or more? I don't, you're, you don't have to indicate, but <laughs> all right. So self-proclaimed cat lady, uh, but you have two cats um, and one cat for each kid you have so you have two boys 19 and 17 uh and your hobbies are hiking sailing and hot yoga have you ever done yoga on a uh paddleboard i have not no i have not i don't uh a paddleboard but no never yoga not yet <laughs> i feel like that's always on a flyer every water place i go at the places that do or rent stuff, there's always yoga, paddleboard yoga. Um, so I've always kind of wanted to try it. So hot yoga, is it actually like Bikram or whatever, or? It's a type. So it's a studio here in Santa Monica. The owners, uh, a client of mine, actually, they have eight studios and one of them is in here in Santa Monica. And uh, it's very similar. It's uh, heated up, on, up until I think 110 degrees and you just perform yoga like normally and you have that, this nice sweat going and it's also good for your muscles. So I run twice a day in the mornings and the evenings. So it's good for soreness as well. And it just gives you a nice good night's sleep when you do hot yoga before you go to bed. So you should go around 7.30, 8 p.m. at night, come home, relax, maybe a glass of wine and off to bed and I sleep my beautiful eight hours, beauty sleep. <laughs> I'm with you there. I like to get a, a good night's sleep as well. And it's just good health hygiene, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, Derek, we are at age now. We can survive in two or three hours, right? 
I mean, no, not for not for an extended <laughs> period of time, for sure. It'll yes. catch up really yeah. quickly. So when you were younger in Denmark, did you did you play any sports? Were you in band? Did you uh, do you have all those same things that we have here in the states? I actually played as a teenager. I played in a in a band. I was a drummer. I uh, loved you too. Um, I also jumped professionally. I grew up with horses, so I learned how to ride before I could walk. I have an older sister, so she literally hated to babysit me. And she's 11 years older than me. So when I was three, four, two, three, four years old, she had to babysit me. She took me to the, uh, up to the horses. She just literally threw me up there so I could ride before I could walk. So when I was six years old, I already were in my first competition and I just jumped everything, you know, everything my horse did. So it was easy. And I did that until I was 16, 17. And then I started kind of realizing it wasn't really a sport for me. And um, I became interested in other things. Is it because you, uh, you horse, do you tend to be, do they tend to be like tiny? Aren't jockeys like really tiny people? People that go into like horse as a career? Yes. Riding yes. horses as a career? Yeah, no, um, you can actually be tall. You know, you actually need your long legs in order to, you know, work the horse. But uh, yeah, you can be big, small, whatever size. Uh, I usually jumped on, on 16 foot, 17, you know, uh, for tall horses. So yeah. And is it, uh, is it dangerous? I mean, everything can be dangerous, right? <laughs> Riding your bike is dangerous. So I, I did fall off a couple of times, um, but it was my own fault. So the horse never made me fall off. It was literally just me sliding off. I learned how to ride without saddle and without harness. So of course, when the horse kind of stops in before, you slide off easily. So that's what happened. And I fell a couple of times on my back and I was out of breath and but you back up again, especially when you're younger, when you're eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, you don't think so much about it. You just go back up, back at it again. Right. Right. Yeah. It sounds great to me. I mean, rock climber. So I don't, I'm with you there. And a lot of that is uh, high perceived risk, low actual risk. So people outside of it that don't do it, see it as really dangerous when in actuality, it isn't really all that dangerous when done correctly, yada, yada. Um, do you still have horses now? Ride at all? Kids ride? Any of that? No, no. My dream is one day to have a huge sanctuary and um, rescue some of the Mustangs around in the United States and just have them grass there and live in peace and maybe go feed a carrot or two. That's kind of my dream. So I don't want to ride anymore. Been there, done that. That's a nice, nice uh, dream. Maybe that'll be your answer at the end when I ask you the question that doesn't have anything to do about any yes. with anything. Uh, all right. So how did you go from international marketing, which you studied in college to, well, how'd you get to the States first of all, and then how'd you get into selling real estate? Yes. Well, I have literally been in real estate ever since I was in my early twenties. When I moved to Copenhagen, when I met the father of my two boys, we owned a beautiful condo. Yeah, we sold and we bought another one, a seven bedroom condo that we basically remodeled and we flipped and we used the money to buy the, our first home that we got here in the United States. So that's kind of how I got into real estate and how I got affiliated with Sotheby's too. So when I had to sell my uh, condo, seven bedroom condo uh, in Copenhagen, I literally hired a Sotheby's agent. He sold it within two weeks. Um, it was about way back in 2002. And, and back in Atlanta, when we moved to the United States, we lived in Atlanta and Georgia. We bought our second home. I did the same thing. I remodeled it and we sold it two years after. Again, I hired a Sotheby's agent. So I have always been kind of in the real estate business for ever since I was in my early 20s. And I have done a lot of staging as well um, before I actually got my license here in California. So I moved to California from uh, Georgia when we had the uh, the crisis, the little you know financial turbulence back in 2007, 2008, and I had literally just divorced my uh, my ex husband, two kids, and I didn't really have anything in my suitcase, but I had nice furniture, 
And uh, so I saw all these beautiful homes, mansions after mansions. People have left them for work in Texas or God knows where they moved to. And I approached Asian and said, listen, you guys should stage them. Well, you know, we are on a budget, we can't afford it. And I said, well, I have nice furniture and I need a home. So I actually ended up moving here and I was staging homes for my first year and a half. And I lived in them for free while I staged them. And I just let them know, just let me know 30 minutes ahead of time so I can kick out any of my boyfriends or any, you know, make it nice and, you know, clear. <laughs> and um, it was very successful. That's awesome. So did, did you have kids while you were doing that? Yes. Yeah. There were um, four and six when we started. And they probably loved it. They actually loved it until they fell in love with uh, the most beautiful mansion in Brentwood on Bundy Drive. I always make a joke. We live next to um, O.J. Simpson on Bundy, but uh, his home was a couple of, you know, homes down the street from ours. And it was gorgeous. Guest house, pool, you know, different levels. And at that time, I just couldn't afford it. And it sold and I had to move. And that's actually where I stopped doing it. And I found a small little, you know, bungalow and we moved into that. That was ours. Nice. So how did you go from staging the houses and doing that to selling the houses? Well, I kind of became interested and, uh, you know, I love dealing with customers. I love the market. I love real estate and I love the deal. I love the rush of a deal and negotiating. That's kind of, you know, mostly why I got into real estate. And uh, yeah, here I am. And you've been with Sotheby's the whole time? Yes. Awesome. They got you. They, uh, the, you yeah. bought it from them and then they got you. And is that a, is that a big, uh, name in the luxury market? I would guess we don't really even have Sotheby's here. Not that any of this matters really, but yes, it's a global company. Like I said, I used it back in Denmark when I wanted to hire one of the best agent, uh, in Copenhagen. Uh, he was with Sotheby's and I just love the brand. I love the, you know, global, connectiveness of all the agents. So we work with agents in Germany, in Italy, in France. I have a couple of clients that I've referred an agent to South of France and the same to Italy. So I love that aspect of it. And the same when I travel uh, around the world, there's always a Sotheby's, you know, office hiding somewhere close by. So um, it's nice. It's a yeah, good network awesome. and agents. It's, it feels like a huge teamwork, globally teamwork. And I just love the whole, you know, marketing. We do everything. Digital marketing is is something we really pride ourselves with. We do a lot of, you know, social media, Facebook ads, YouTube. So we get more views on our listings than anyone else does. Nice. I just went on an ad on Facebook and I got over 116,000 views on, on that particular ad. Yeah, you also have uh, more impressive houses than a lot of the houses we're showing here. So it's like, oh, another another townhouse that looks the same as all the other townhouses that whatever, yes. which are fine, everybody out there. The townhouse, is, that's fine too, but okay. I love uh, a townhouse, yes. Yeah, yeah, well, you probably have nicer townhouses also <laughs> than, uh, than we don't have, but... Let's uh, let's talk about where you are in Santa Monica. For those that don't know anything, before we start asking questions, I like to bring up the old Google map here and I will read the blurb, which I meant to read first one time before we came on air, but that's all right. I will read it cold here. So you can see the Google map here and you can see the pin here. That's where Santa Monica is in California on the west coast of the United States. And you can see what's near Los Angeles, which is Southern California. Uh, a little bit north of San Diego, and then you are west, almost directly west of like downtown Los Angeles, I guess, right on the coast there. If you take the, looks like if you take the 10, that's gonna take you to Santa Monica. Currently it is sunny and 66 degrees, which is a good 20 degrees warmer than it is here in central Pennsylvania right now. Um, you are on uh, different, you're three hours behind us over there. And uh, now I will read the quick facts. And you 
can tell me if these quick facts uh, are true or not, because this is just Google's little paragraph that they put up. So uh, Santa Monica is a coastal city west of downtown Los Angeles. Santa Monica Beach is fringed by Palisades Park with views over the Pacific Ocean. Santa Monica Pier is home to the Pacific Park Amusement Park, Historic Loof, Hippodrome, Carousel, and Santa Monica Pier Aquarium. Next to the pier is Muscle Beach, an outdoor gym established in the 1930s. In the center city, Bergamot Station houses several art galleries. Huh, so that, that Muscle Beach is in Santa Monica? So Muscle Beach is actually on the border to Venice. So you literally have it uh, gliding in there. So I would say it's actually more Venice than Santa Monica. Yes. And that's where Arnold Schwarzenegger started his career. Huh. All right. Well, that's cool. So that actually is it's still a thing. People still work out there. Isn't it hot to do that? Um, people still go down there. It's it's more of a tourist spot. Uh, than anything else but yeah you still have people you can go in there and work out but most people go down to ghost gym gotcha or if you're a do tourists work out there also so they can like when they're visiting every a hardcore worker outer is going to work out on vacation and do so do tourists go there is it something that you can just go to one day yeah i can go down there right now and i can do a little workout uh most people do it for picture taking or just having to feel i want to be there or they have been, you know, there's so much history to it. Yes. Huh. And is it, is it like a municipal, like a thing that the government runs that's just free to walk in for everybody? Or is it actually like a private thing that you have to pay or get a membership to? No, no, it's, you can go in there. So next time you come visit me, Derek, you, we can go down and you can do a little workout in. Yeah, I can look like puny, puny Derek. <laughs> But the thinner dudes are more in now. That big giant muscle dude is not as in as it used to be one day. So, um, and maybe it'll come back. <laughs> I'm going to eat my words in a second. Um, well, and the rock, rock is pretty big. So he's uh, well, you're a rock climber, Derek. So you're, you're, you're athletic, right? <laughs> there you go. It's about yeah. functional strength. Not, uh, although I do need to lift some weights. I'm, as I get older, you got to consciously build that muscle, I guess. Um, so let's talk about the landscape and what it's like there. So you are on the coast, obviously. Is it pretty much flat? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. And then how far would you have to drive to get some kind of, uh, to do the hiking? You like hiking where, how far would you have to go to do hiking? Or is it some kind of like beachy hiking? So we have the mountains literally running through Los Angeles. So Santa Monica mountains is literally 20 minutes away from me. So I'm in the middle, in the heart of Santa Monica. And it takes me without traffic at 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes on a good day. So it's close by. And you have the beautiful view. It's called Temescal Canyon. You have the amazing view over the city and over the ocean. You can see all the way to Malibu, see all the way down to downtown Los Angeles. It's spectacular. Nice. And what about like trees? Are they palm trees or do you have like oak trees and pine trees? Or what about, what are the plant life? No pine trees. You have to go to uh, Big Bear for that, which is about two and a half, three hours away. And you can go skiing there right now. So literally you can be on the beach. Like yesterday we were in the mid seventies in Santa Monica. You could literally lay out in Denmark. This is amazing bikini weather. So you could lay out. They get a tan, leave in the afternoon and go skiing and do a little after skiing in the evening in, in Big Bear. So it's close by. Awesome. I think that's, that's one of the main draws of California is most places in California, you kind of have, you got a beach town and then you have skiing and you have all the things all in right place, country living, farm towns, everything kind of. Well, yes. California is a giant state, <laughs> but uh, yes. so what's the climate like? It's a, it's a beach town, right? Is it sunny yes. most of the time? Most of the time, we are into, into the winter season now, so most of the temperatures are in the 60s. Although two weeks ago, we were in the actually late 80s, so we had 85, 87, which is very abnormal for us. So normally, it's now in the 70s and 60s for November, December, and January. And then February, it changes a little bit again. What about rainfall here in central PA? We're kind of, well, yeah, here in the Susquehanna Valley, we're in a valley. So clouds kind of come here, 
and they sit here and it feels like it's cloudy or overcast all the freaking time right now in fall for whatever reason. I don't know why it seems like in the fall, it's a little bit clearer. So it's kind of nice, but, um, is it like Florida there where it's mostly clear and then stuff rolls in, pours on you, goes away? What's the, the weather like? I mean, we have a little bit of the beach, you know, weather in the mornings where it's not, the sun takes a little longer to come out. Um, it is dry. We don't have a lot of rain here, you know, maybe six, seven, eight days a year, maybe 10 on a good year. So we are in a drought right now. We're always in a drought, I find. So normally during January and February, we have maybe a week or two weeks of rain. And that's where everything, you know, turns out to be almost as close as Florida. Very green, very lush. And I love going hiking like that because all the grass grows up and it's just amazing. So I wish California would have more rainy days, but it is what it is. Yeah, I remember I was in San Diego for... I don't know, some real estate thing. Um, and I went to, what's the trail? Pacific Crest Trail, right? Okay, yes. Yeah, and um, I remember being very, I don't, I was underwhelmed because there, there's no tall trees. I can see from here to like 50 miles away, but there's nothing between me and that. Um, it just wasn't lush. I'm used to like lushness. So I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was more of a foresty area. Is it kind of the same? In up in Santa Monica, kind of like a yeah. deserty forest, I would call it. I don't even know what to call the it. Kind of scrubs. You have the green scrubs that can live anywhere, right? And then the palm trees. A lot of palm trees in all different kinds of heights and shapes. Nice. And then what about a hurricane? Since you're on the coast, do you have a lot of hurricanes? I haven't experienced one yet, and I have been here for 16 years. Oh wow. Okay. Not yet. Maybe that's an East Coast thing. Actually, come to think of it, I feel like all the big hurricanes do hit the East Coast for whatever, or it's always Florida or the Gulf or something. I'm going to have to research that now that I say, and you're saying you've never even known of one. So, huh. Okay. The earth shaking instead. So we have almost every day a little bit of shakiness. You feel your bed shaking, waking up to that. So, Earthquakes is a thing here. When I just huh. had, when I just had moved here, I was two days into it. Went to LA Fitness up in the valley. Went into the pool. And all of a sudden, the pool was moving. I had no clue what this was. Everybody around me was just cool, continued to talk and swim and all that. I'm like, this is crazy. Am I nuts? But that was my first earthquake. Huh. I'm glad you said that because I wouldn't have even thought about that because we don't deal with any of that. And yes. obviously I should talk about that if we're talking about California. So yes. you do have them. Um, it is something that's common enough that if you live there, you're going to feel some, you're going to go yes. through some. Yes. yes. You're huh. gonna feel and that. lifting weights is probably the worst thing you want to be doing when one hits, I would think. So what, uh, what's the biggest one you've lived through? Have you lived through any that brought down anything or that you felt like you had to run and hide or anything? No, just that I felt when I was in my little bungalow um, 10 years ago, I felt like the house was, because it was an older house built in the 50s, I think 55, you felt it moved a little bit. and But you just, you know, it, it literally just lasts five, six, seven, seven seconds and then it's over. So it's, it's fairly quick. So no, nothing, nothing of, of um, high caliber. No. And you're not, not are you in like the zone? Cause there's certain areas where it's like a high earthquake. Are yeah. you in that zone or yeah. some? Okay. So we literally is, we always kind of, we in the middle, kind of in the heart of California. So normally the earthquakes we have seen is a little bit on the outskirts. So we, we get to feel them. We don't get to really, we don't live on it which is nice. Not yet. Even though Northridge, the big one that happened years back, um, that is only 30 minutes away from us. Okay. 
so it sounds like you got the best of all worlds kind of if you want to live in California and you don't want to be worried about the big one hitting and taking you out, then Santa Monica might be the place to go. So weather and climate sounds pretty enjoyable. Uh, what's the commute like? Do people that live in Santa Monica work in Santa Monica or is it more of tourists are the ones that stay there? Give us an idea of the live and work situation. So we have, uh, Santa Monica actually have small little pockets of amazing neighborhoods. Uh, we have up until eight different neighborhoods in Santa Monica. So you have kind of a little, you know, kind of wall in between, you know, and then, you know, one area that is very high end and then a little bit of the other area that's, you know, aligning up to Los Angeles. Um, and people do work and live in Santa Monica. Some people also, you know, adventure yeah, out to downtown LA or the Valley, but most of the people that live here also work here. Um, and especially now with COVID, that COVID happened, a lot of people are working from home. So some of the biggest, you know, consulting companies or some of the Wall Street people, they have, you know, offices downtown LA. Most of them, they, they work maybe two or three days from home and then maybe one or two days they, uh, they go to the office. And of course, you experience a little bit of traffic there. Um, that's where we're used to it. So do a lot of people that live in Santa Monica live or work in L.A. or some yeah. outskirts of L.A.? How far would L.A. be if you're driving? It's actually a little bit the opposite. If people can't afford Santa Monica, they live a little bit on the outskirts and come into Santa Monica because it's expensive in Santa Monica. I mean, the median average price, home price in Santa Monica for uh family home is right now last quarter 3.4 million and so it's a lot of money for the average family with two children we do have pockets in outside of santa monica in you know something called mar vista that is under los angeles venice beach you can still it's very affordable so to come in you can come in if you do a little bit of remodeling and you can find a home at 1.2, 1.3, 1.5 million, put a new kitchen in, new bathroom, if you don't mind that, or you can find something a little bit on the smaller side, maybe 1,800 square foot, 2,000 square foot for $2 million. Okay. And what and about like, family, go ahead. That's a family, you know, that's a for new families, uh, younger families that maybe are in, you know, starting their career, you know, mid-career oriented people and then of course you also have you know north of montana that's where i live i live very close to the north of montana where you have a lot of you know movie production people you know behind post-production people you know so kind of the hollywood scene lives there um you have actors actresses writers you also have you know um you know just wealthy you know families coming in from new york um boston chicago europe also see a lot of families from uh, Asia, from Japan, China, Hong Kong. And what about uh, public transportation? Do people, most people drive or do people use buses or subways or trains or any of that I kind mean, of stuff? I wish, I wish people would use more of the public transportation. I am a big supporter of public transportation. I mean, I didn't even own a car before I moved here. So I biked and took the bus and uh, the train everywhere in Denmark. Here is a little different. We just had a couple of years back the train coming into Santa Monica. There's pros and cons about it. I think it's amazing. You can actually get to the inner city fairly quickly without traffic, no stress. So it takes you to downtown, takes you to Culver City, takes you to Hollywood from down from Santa Monica. Doesn't take you through Beverly Hills yet. They're working on that part. Beverly Hills has been a little bit closed off. But there's buses everywhere, and it's, I think it's a good system in place. Unfortunately, here it still has a little bit of a bad name to it, but it's changing. I see more and more people, younger people, taking, you know, taking advantage of uh, the train and the buses. So the younger generations is going to change it. We have also done a great job in getting uh, bike lanes. So anywhere, everywhere in Santa Monica, you can actually bike now, and it's fairly safe. Um, so it's actually, you know, you have it color schemed off that it's just for bikes, some streets, not all streets, but some, so you can get around, which is nice. I use the bikes a lot to get around. And then you also avoid the traffic 
and you make a huge difference on the environment too. You have, you know, nicer air, better air quality. Totally. I'm a biker, so I'm with you there. And uh, I like to be more in the woods, but the street is fine as well. Uh, people seem to be scared of riding in the road, but I like the more cars, the better. I like dodging the stuff. But <laughs> um, so what about uh, the highway system? Obviously, all of us everywhere else hear about how terrible the traffic is in L.A. I was telling you before we got on here um, about the SNL, the Saturday Night Live skit that I can't help but think of. Anybody else out there that is a fan of Saturday Night Live will know what I'm talking about, where everybody talks like the surfer about the Santa Monica and jumping on the 10 to like the La Brea or I don't know what they're talking about. They talk, all they talk about is roads and how they're going to get places and how the, you got to skip whatever. Um, so everybody out there that knows, knows it. So what are the, what's the highway? Is the traffic like that around there? Like if you're driving into LA, is it crazy and you just don't want to do that unless you have to, or what's it like? It is crazy. I mean, you really learn when you live here, you learn when to take your car on the highway and when not to. And when you have to, or when you don't have to, you, so you can avoid it too, but it's crazy. Sometimes it will take you an hour to just go 10 miles. So yes, so you learn that very quickly. And do you have toll roads? Do you have easy pass there? We have the fast no. lane, fast lane. So okay. when you travel to, or you have a, a hybrid or you have a, an electric car, that you are able then to take the uh, the fast lane. Okay. But again, and is that one of those where it's like one lane in the middle that only goes one direction, and then later in the day they turn the direction of that lane, or is it separate? All the way to the left. So you have six lanes, and it's all the one one to the left side. But it's one direction at a time. That yes. idea. You go okay. one one direction, one back. Yes. Yeah, I'm learning about this concept. We don't have that here in central Pennsylvania. So I'm learning about that concept of the fast lane. I'm sure they probably have it in Philadelphia or something maybe, but um, okay. So it is kind of like we hear on on TV, maybe not exactly like the, seven, the SNL sketch, but uh, traffic can be a little bit crazy. And it sounds like the public transportation is fairly decent already and even getting better with the train being able to connect you everywhere you want to go. And I've even heard that the uh, the upper income kids now are preferring to have uh, unlimited Uber card rather than even having a card, a car. And if you do Uber black, it's usually like a Mercedes or a, a town car or something. And they'd rather just sit in the back of the Uber on their phone than even drive. So yes. it would make sense that they'd like to sit on a train rather and just not have to drive why yes. yeah they might not have they might not covet driving as much as we covet driving yes i also want to point out lyft i'm a big fan of lyft too so uber and lyft because lyft was actually started by two guys from santa monica i just want to point it out <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have to talk about that when we get to the uh, industry and employers, which actually that's that we're there right now. So okay. is Lyft still there? Lyft is still here. Yes. Yes, they are. The corporate I'm headquarters. And I, I, I trying to take Lyft when I have to, uh, you know, because, you know, again, we started actually my kids actually went to the same school, New World School, where those two founders went as well. So it's kind of a small little, you know, community. And um, yes. And then we also have a lot of uh, the scooters. So you get around on scooters here, electric scooters. So that's nice as well. So if you don't feel like biking, you just jump on a scooter and it will take you in a minute to one part of town to the other part. That's fantastic. If you, yes. if anybody ever goes on vacation and the town you're visiting has those, they're the kind that are just sitting around everywhere, right? That you yes. can just pick one up and ride it. Highly recommend it's and it makes going everywhere fun or rent a, a yeah. scooter or a moped or something. Because you want to, you know, have the fresh breeze and you want to have the sun on you and it's just fun. It makes you feel you're part of the lifestyle. And it's cheap too, rather than getting like a Segway tour, then you're restricted to one hour with this person and it's a hundred dollars. You could get a, a scooter for I don't know, like two bucks an hour or something, yeah. five bucks, whatever it's it was. Insane. And just go and also, you know, our beach now, we have extended the whole beach street by the beach. So now we have two bike lanes going each way. And we have for people that are runners or walkers or just, you know, strolling, 
So it's fantastic. So it takes you all the way from the Panacea Park all the way down to Venice. It's amazing. And then what's the what's the main industry around there that fuels everything? Is it mainly the entertainment business around yeah. LA? Is it that what making movies and TV is what runs everything? That's one big part of it. The tech industry is another big part. So we have a lot of Silicon Valley moving down here, which now is called Silicon Beach, uh, which is out in Playa Bay, um, you know, about 15, 20 minutes from Santa Monica. And so how far away is whatever is called Silicon Valley? How far of a drive would that be? Silicon Beach. So, um, so I meant from San Francisco that people are moving down here with their tech companies. So you see more and more than. So Silicon Valley is San Francisco. Yes. For the people so, that don't know anything about anything. So Silicon Valley is San Francisco-ish area, which is how far? How far of a drive would that be from where you hours. are to there? Six hours. Six, six hours. hours okay. So Los Angeles is six hours away, plus minus, from San Francisco. So Silicon, you know, Silicon Valley is in Palo Alto just outside of San Francisco. But we have seen over the last five, six years, a huge turn coming down here. You know, Amazon is here, Google is here, Lyft is here. Uber has a huge, you know, um, you know um, place here as well. And of course, you have HBO here in Santa Monica. You have uh, Lionsgate is here. Fox Studios have a Philly here. Um, so yeah, you have um, Netflix is here. Hulu is here. Yes. Oh, wow. So the so, entertainment industry really does uh, run a lot of it. Does it, there's obviously hospitals and that everybody has healthcare out to Wazoo and that's always expanding everywhere. So I'm guessing you have hospitals that employ a lot of people too. Yes. We have some of the best. We have UCLA, which is some of the best hospitals uh, in here, in, in the heart of Santa Monica. So if something happens, God forbid, um, you're very close to the best, best, um, healthcare facility. Absolutely. And you mentioned UCLA. Are there any other colleges, universities around there? Yeah. St. John's, St. John's hospital, which is more of a public, uh, semi-private and it's a fantastic too. Great. And then how far would Hollywood be? Like if you were driving to the Hollywood sign for us, people that don't know anything and need something to picture, how far would that drive be from say Santa Monica beach? 15 miles, approximately 15, 16 miles, but it will take you about 40 minutes. Depending okay. on how, how speedy you are, or if you're driving at 5am in the morning, it might take you a little quicker at 5am. But if you're going around normal hours, around 40, 45 minutes. Okay. I'm and glad you said you know, that. Go ahead. And did you know you actually can take a hike up to the Hollywood sign and go behind it? A lot of people don't know that. And it's a fantastic view. I just want to mention that just in case. Somebody... I did know that not because I've done it, but because they did it on Beverly Hills 90210 in one of the episodes. So okay. I, uh, I have seen it on there. I think they painted there. Well, people are always hiking up there on movies and things to like graffiti it or, or do some senior prank on it or something. Huh? Yeah. So it is a good hike. That's cool. Uh, all right. Well, that makes sense. And I'm glad you, uh, did it in time and not miles. That's something here in central Pennsylvania. If you ask us how far it is to something, I have no idea how many miles it is. And I probably don't know the names of the roads either, but I'll, I'll know it's 15 minutes away. It's 30 minutes away. So distance is always measured in time, not by the actual distance. So I'm glad you added in how long it actually takes to go that distance. So now what is there to do? Obviously um, you got the beach there. Is it like a beach surfing town, like that kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So surfing, hiking, biking, sailing, paddle boarding is huge. A lot of people love to go a little bit scuba diving too. We have uh, an amazing island just outside of the coast called Catalina Island. It's about two hours away with a ferry. Or... Is that where the Catalina wine mixer is? Have you ever seen Step Brothers? No, I haven't. Ah, man. There's so many great jokes you're unaware of that are right in your backyard. I work so much. I work. I'm, I'm out selling. <laughs> so, 
and uh, in this crazy market here. And uh, so no, Kalina Island is amazing. So you can you can sail over. You can actually even charter a sailboat or a catamaran. It will take you about six hours on sail or two hours with a ferry or 30 minutes with a helicopter. So if you want to go on a romantic date and you want to splurge a little more, you take her or him, drive down to Long Beach, helicopter over to Catalina Island, have a little bit of lunch, a little hike, and then you helicopter back again. Fantastic. That does sound awesome. And in the movie, it was a Catalina wine mixer to sell yeah. helicopters. So that all makes sense now. I should huh. know that. I love wine. I should know that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a freaking Catalina wine mixer. Everybody that's seen Step Brothers knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, all right, so there's lots of water sports. You got uh, scuba and sailing and boating and fishing and all that kind of stuff. Um, I find that beachy places and places with nice clear skies a lot of the time and nice weather tend to have sky sports as well. Is skydiving and piloting and all that kind of stuff big too? Yeah, so if you move here, for instance, or you want to, if you have uh, the pilot license or you just want to take a little jet, we have a Santa Monica airport that you actually can charter a little jet and you can uh, go flying and you can have fun with that. I actually would love to take the uh, pilot license or helicopter license one day. That could be fun. It could be so cool. Yeah, helicopter would be fun. I took private plane classes for, I think I had like, I don't know, 10 hours, 20 hours. I don't know. Something into the privates. Pretty easy to fly a plane. It's harder to land it. Easy to take off. Pretty easy to fly it. A little bit harder to land it, but a helicopter actually, like you got to pay attention and make sure you're flying that thing correctly. A little bit harder to do. So I think that would be fun. That would be cool to try. Uh, what about, go ahead. What I like to do, I have to interrupt you. I love to take my clients out on a helicopter instead of driving around to different areas. And then I show them Santa Monica, the different pockets, and they can also see how the traffic is floating. So I have a good friend of mine, we have a good partnership together. So I take clients out and they get a different feel from the area. That's really, really cool. Cause then you get a feel for the flow of the city and you can see the different pockets. You can see, you know, the neighbors, the homes. So literally, People can, you know, clients, they can point out which homes they're interested in and um, see it a little bit from a different angle. That's pretty awesome. How do you uh, hear each other? You have headphones on with the mic and you can each hear yeah. each other in there? Yeah. yeah. That's fun. And then they, and, and then, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, go ahead. Yeah. Are you on the same? Can the pilot hear the same thing or are you on a separate thing? The pilot, the pilot hears the same thing. Yes. We're on the same uh, headset. Nice. And how big of a helicopter is this? It fits four people. Okay. So a fun one. Can you do tricks in something like that? It's a little thing. It's a little, you, know, you probably could. That's a little bit, you know, that's not my thing. A little tricks. Yeah. I, uh, I stay a little bit. I can go up a little bit to the side, to the ocean. That's more me. I'm too old for flips or whatever. Yes. That's not my, yeah. my cup of the tea. That's super fun though. And a great experience for anybody visiting or trying to figure out where they want to move. Um, that, that would be awesome and a great client experience, obviously. And then what about vacationing? Where are you going? You obviously live at a pretty vacation-y place. Um, let's start with where would you, if you were doing a driving vacation, you don't want to fly, you want to drive somewhere, where are you going to get some time away? So I have three favorite spots myself. And I have San Diego, love going out to San Diego. It's amazing. Palm Springs is another, it's so different out there. Uh, the climate, it's always hot, it's always in the nineties. You usually can rent a nice house with a pool, fairly decent. You also have Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara is another hotspot that a lot of LA people um, love to go to because it takes you to a different type of environment and a little bit outside of your normal. And you have a lot of beautiful, you know, hotels sitting on the uh, on the beach and saving a glass of wine and go on some hikes. And um, it's fantastic. And then, of course, and all the way, you know, driving all the way up to uh, the coastline of California to, for instance, Santa Cruz is just spectacular. So taking basically the PCH all the way up, it's gorgeous. 
And you see and all those lot. San Diego's south of you. Are those other Palm Springs and Santa Barbara? Are those south of you as well? Sorry, I should have said that. So no, Palm Springs is actually inland. So it's east of us. And then Santa Barbara is north of us. Does Palm Springs have springs? Yeah, it does. Okay. Is there like uh, there's like springs you can visit that's a tourist attraction or something there? They have hot springs out there. Yes. Oh, cool. That's fun. How far of a drive would that be? It's about three hours away. Okay. All right. And then what about flying? If you're trying to get somewhere else, what's the LA airport? Is that where you would go? Of course. Yes. You have LAX. Um, you also have Burbank, north of us. Uh, we have a big airport there too. And you have um, south of us in, you know, outside San Diego, there's a big airport as well. And then Ontario. But normally you'll go to LAX. That takes you everywhere in the world, including Hawaii. Gotcha. And then what about, you said there are smaller airports too. Can you charter jets, like coast to coast kind of jets from there? Or would you have to go to a, one of the bigger airports to get that kind of thing? No, so jets in Santa Monica has just been forbidden. Normally you could. Um, now you have to go to Venice. So Venice is about 30 minutes north of Santa Monica. And that's where you can take your jet and you can literally go Las Vegas. Las Vegas is another, you know, a destination. A lot of people would like to go to for weekends. If you want to see a show or, you know, just get away for, you know, a fun little casino night or two or some nice restaurants. Las Vegas has a lot of great restaurants as well. What about Mexico? Do you ever head down to Mexico? Is there any reason to? I saw that border when I was in San Diego. I just kind of drove past the border just to see what it looked like. And it yeah. did not look inviting at all. It was all piled up. Um, you could probably hike right across at your will anytime you wanted to. Um, so do you ever go to Mexico? Any reason to? No, you kind of want to fly into Mexico. I mean, that's what I prefer. I, uh, I wouldn't drive in there, but that's just a preference of mine. But flying, yes, absolutely. There's a lot of beautiful destinations in Mexico. Yes. There you go. And it would be, I mean, a flight there would be next to nothing. So that'd be kind of a cool. Is that, kind of, is that a go-to flying destination of people on the West Coast? Yes, yes. A lot of people go to Mexico. Yes. For golfing. Golfing is another thing that is huge here in LA and outside of Los Angeles. And so for instance, Palm Springs, Mexico, a huge for golfers. So if you're a big golfer, LA definitely has amazing golf clubs. We have two here in Santa Monica area with one in Pacific Palisades, which is just, you know, bordering up to Santa Monica and a lot in the Valley. Beautiful. We have some of the best up in Thousand Oaks, which is about an hour away. And yes. And what about Hawaii? Obviously, it's not part of California, but it's a big deal for us East Coasters to try to get to Hawaii because we got to go the whole way across the country and then the whole way out to Hawaii. So yeah. I'm kind of jealous that it's a little bit. You just go to the L.A. airport and fly out to Hawaii. Is it easier? Do more people go to Hawaii? Is that a common thing to go to Hawaii? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I have been there only twice because I, you, you know, I travel a lot to Europe as well, but Hawaii definitely for sure. You can jump on the airline, you know, get a couple of drinks and you're there. It's, it's perfect. How far of a, how long of a flight is that? Six hours, five, six hours. Couple movies. You're there. Hopefully you fall yeah. asleep during that. Maybe. Yeah. Not too have bad. Little, have a little gin and tonic or a little cognac, a little glass of wine. Wine. And you're there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's yes. great. Awesome. So uh, let's know. I do. Oh, last question here. Um, I'm guessing since you're close to LA, there are stadiums and places to see big concerts and venues for all kinds of stuff. So oh maybe the question would be where would, if you live in Santa Monica and you wanted to go see Justin Bieber or whoever's playing in a stadium, where would you go usually? I believe actually Justin Bieber has played at the Hollywood Bowl. So Hollywood Bowl is definitely one big destination. I was just up there seeing Coldplay and um, amazing, amazing. And you have um, south of us, close to San Diego, a couple of stadiums. You also have, uh, again, close to Hollywood, the Greek theater. 
Um, so, and we also have a lot of, you know, clubs with live music as well. So a lot of jazz music is, you can find, um, even here in Santa Monica, a couple of dance clubs. So if you're more for that, instead of just happy hours, we're very well known for happy hours here in Santa Monica and great restaurants. People love going out. And so there's a little bit of everything. And you actually, well, now I'm th now that I'm thinking about it, you're right here next to LA, which is kind of like a comedy capital of the world also. You got New York and LA. So you have comedy clubs and all kinds of clubs and performance entertainment out to wazoo. Obviously, comedy clubs, are there like improv places and small theater places and places for all these people who are not big name people to have their outlet? So those are the ones I actually prefer. And I started going to those. So because they're so much fun and you're literally there and you have a good connection with them. Right. So I made a good friend of mine. His name is Nick. And so he performs in Hollywood. He has a little place and there's like three or four every night it performs. You pay $10 to get in and you support, you know, great upcoming artists. And it's just a fun night. Have a beer, sit down, chill, laugh, have fun. And I love it. So, yes, we That's have awesome. quite a few of those. Yes. Nice. Shout out to Nick. Shout yes. out to Nick. Go see his show. Yes. And Coldplay, you're the second person, second guest in a couple of weeks that said Coldplay. They must be touring right now. I should look them up. Yes. They're coming They're back probably. to California in May in case people want to come see. Come visit California in May. Yes. Gotcha. I wonder if they're working their way east and then maybe they live in L.A. So they'll, they'll fly back and do a couple more shows or something. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, check out Coldplay and hit up Nick if you want to go see Nick's show. Um, and I think that's all I got for you on things to do. I'm sure there's all kinds of other things to do, uh, but we do need to move on. Maybe we'll do another episode because... Um, us, me being on the East Coast, I know absolutely nothing. And you're, first, you're my first West Coast guest. So I have all kinds of questions for California, uh, yada, yada. But let's talk about um, the money. So what are people getting for the money? You mentioned it a little bit. And it's obviously, I mean, it sounds like ten, literally 10x what we're doing here. So here, 300-ish is kind of the entry level to, I guess I would call it the American dream Two floors, two car garage, 0.2 acres, couple thousand square feet. Um, nothing special architecturally or anything really. Um, so 300 is probably the entry point here. Sounds like your your entry point in Santa Monica proper is more like in the millions. Yes, yes, you are in two million. You know. 1.82 million, nothing spectacular, two bedroom, one bath, two bath, 1600 square foot, 1300 square foot, kind of in that range, and then up. So depending on what pocket in Santa Monica. However, if you just jump a little bit, a couple of miles over the border to Mar Vista, which is on top of Sunset Park, which is part of Santa Monica, you can get into a nicer home for 1.6, 1.7, which is a three bedroom, two bath, you know, 5,500 square foot lot. So you have a little bit of a bigger, you know, um, and great school system almost everywhere in Santa Monica. But here in the heart of Santa Monica, you know, you are at, you know, 2 million and above. Okay. And then is that, are these kind of like cookie cutter neighborhoods or are they, is every house different? What's an idea of kind of like what a neighborhood looks yes. like every home is different so you have the new homes coming in new construction so you can literally have a two million dollar home next to a 10 million dollar home or a 40 million dollar home right so they're kind of all next to each other or and you're in an area where most of the stuff is built out kind of there's not like a bunch of land where they're doing new developments so if there's something new it's something being torn down and something bigger being put up yes you literally just keep a wall and then you just rebuild it. So it's called a remodel. So, which is great too. So it's a great opportunity to, to buy into some of the older homes, just, you know, remodel them and you move into them. And then do you have basements there? Not in Santa Monica. We have crawl space. So you can crawl under, but no basements. 
Okay, so you do have, do you have slabs too, or is it mostly crawl spaces? Crawl spaces. Huh, okay. That's interesting. You're the first one, first one to say that. I know Florida and South and a lot, it's usually slab here. We got basements. So you're in between with the uh, mostly a crawl space. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and then what are your roofs like? Whenever I think of houses kind of out there, for some reason, I picture kind of those tile, Spanish tile, Spanish style tile roofs. Is that kind of the Spanish style houses or what's, is there any kind of architectural thing that's consistent or are they all literally different, uh, a super modern one next to a Spanish style? Yes, it's literally all mixed in between. I, uh, I, we actually just made an offer on a Spanish little cute house in Venice, two bedroom, one bath, and next door to it, it's literally a $6 million new construction home. So it's all in between. And do people renovate a lot or do they kind of keep them as is sometimes? I was talking to someone, I guess Glenda in, in Atlanta maybe, and she was saying some of the houses, people don't, they'll buy it with the furniture and not do anything to it. And I'm thinking in our in our luxury market, once you get up to like millions, that's the top of our market. But um, all of a sudden, even if it's in good shape, they're going to discount it because it's not their dream home and they're still going to, they're going to redo everything, whether it's still nice or not. And she said, no, a lot of people just leave it the way it is. Um, which also kind of makes sense because they're not cookie cutter homes. They're kind of each house is different and a work of art in itself. So it would make sense that maybe you leave it as opposed to here where nothing is like that. <laughs> yes, so do, yes. I guess the question is after all that rambling is do people tend to renovate these millions of dollars houses? every time or do they leave them go it really depends i had a client i sold a home a tech founder um is literally you know a tear downer for 2.5 million in santa monica here in sunset park they want to rebuild it you know another family could have bought it and maybe have remodeled the kitchen and have you know gone on with their lives another family could maybe have moved in because that's all that they couldn't afford but they've have made it you know make it work so I just sold a home to a new family, 1.7 million was the older kitchen, older bathroom, but they made it very cozy when I came to visit them and, you know, got them a bottle of champagne as a move-in uh, gift. And uh, so it's, you have all spectrums. Literally and what about HOAs? Are you, do you have gated communities? Do you have HOAs, not have HOAs? Give us a little overview yes. on the HOA situation. Yes, no HOAs. We don't have gated communities here. So if you're looking for that, Santa Monica is not your place. But we have a little bit, you know, on the outside. But we have a golf course that is close by. So if you want to have that, you know, um, club feeling to it, going, you know, for a swim and playing golf and, you know, just mingling, um, we, we definitely have that. But other than that, everything is, is fairly open. Okay. And then the age of the houses, you mentioned stuff's being torn down to put new stuff up. So, and I kind of mentioned it too. So most stuff, there's existing inventory and not really, there's no new construction. There's no neighborhoods that say, we got these 10 floor plans and pick your lot and build a house. Do you have that still or not? None of that. That's all over. Everything is built, Everything is built in Santa Monica. Yes. Okay. Which helps the values in, in a place like that. Then obviously you got to buy something that's sitting there already, which drives yes. the values up a little bit. It does. Yes. And it's cute Great. because you have communities, actually established communities. So when you move in, instead of comparing to a new construction or a new community here, you move into an existing community where people already have the roots and they have experience and they have, you know, the life. So you kind of, you, you buy into that as well. So your neighbors, et cetera, which is nice. So if you're moving from out of state or out of the country, it is nice that you're kind of blending in a little bit and you know easier to get uh, reference out of the city and utilize the city. So whether it's you know the kids getting friends or you know you're getting girlfriends or guy friends and hanging out for a beer or golf or whatever it is, it's easier because you have established communities here. That's how gotcha. I see. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes total sense. And people are very minded. People are very open-minded here, so which is nice. California is kind of known for that, right? Yes. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what was I going to say? 
Oh, last question before we ask the ask the last question and close it out. Um, what do you heat with there? Uh, obviously, you're probably cooling your houses more than you're heating your houses, but cooling is straightforward. That's electric air conditioning. But when you are heating your houses, are you using natural gas or oil or what do you guys heat with? Natural gas, mostly. Okay. And do you ever use it? The heater? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get used to it. So even though we are in the 70s, I mean, you get used to that you want it hot. That's why I think most people that, that moved to Santa Monica, moved to California because they love the heat. So yeah, I use my heater. Absolutely. There you go. And you got the best kind of heat, the natural gas, which is the best kind for sure. Yes. And then our last question, which has nothing to do with real estate or Santa Monica or anything, but definitely has to do with you. If you could do anything else, and you kind of answered this earlier, but if you could do anything else, uh, what would you do? I would probably still do real estate. I love real estate. I do. I, um, I love the game. I love the deal flow. I, um, I would love to do it more globally. Right now, I do it in Denmark, uh, New York. So I go to the East Coast as well as here on the West Coast. Um, I have done a couple of deals in France and Italy. But uh, yes, I love it. But uh, I would love to have a little sanctuary with horses. That's my dream. But I will still do real estate. And I would probably start a nonprofit. So if I didn't have to think about anything money-wise, I had all the money in the world, then I would probably start a nonprofit and go out and educate you know, people on in terms of how to, you know, invest in financing. I think that's a big part of this missing here in the United States and in, in general in, in, in the whole wide world. So growing up, you don't really get educated on that. And I think that's a big thing that I uh, have dear to my heart, especially children and young people. You could have a, uh, a ranch, like an investment camp ranch, where you learn to rope and ride horses in, in a little dude ranch vacation and also learn investing. I think that sounds like a fantastic I idea. That. I like that. I might do that. Thank you, Derek. Have you ever seen City Slickers, the movie? Yes, that I have. All seen. right. <laughs> you saw that. Great. <laughs> There you go. That's a classic. All right. Well, so before we close it out, read all your information, your phone number and email aloud for people that might be listening later that uh, can't see the screen. So read okay. your uh, phone number and your email aloud for everybody. Okay. So my cell phone number where you can reach me, you can text me, you can call me is 310-962-9045. My email is Isabella dot lutje l-u-t-h-j-e at sotheby's dot realty and my website is isabella lutje.com and i will leave her information there and it will be in the description up or down or wherever you're listening or watching it'll be in there along with uh links to all her socials or facebook linkedin googles whatever i can find to link to her and you can reach out to her whenever you want to or if you need to buy or sell a home here in central pennsylvania hit me up and i'll connect you with her to move out there to santa monica or just if you're going to vacation i'm sure lots of people go out there to vacation so uh no better tour guide than a real estate agent because we know all the best spots and can hook you up with all the backdoor deals and all that kind of stuff. Um, so hit me up if you're buying or selling a home, call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. I want to talk to you and help you move to uh, wherever you want to move to. Hopefully in this case, Santa Monica with Isabella. Um, and it's just Isabella, no last name. We're going with that. So uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for watching and listening. Thank you, Isabella, for being here. Uh, say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Thank you. See you in California. See everybody. <laughs> oh, before I click the, the, the button, I love how you say California like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've been uh, enjoying it the whole episode. <laughs>